And you're back with our encounter with God here on Faith FM. We have another clue for the quiz, which has not yet been snapped up. Yes. We've had a couple of obscure clues. Uh-huh. One trick clue. Uh-huh. Let's go for another obscure one. <laughs> this, is, this is a super, super obscure one. What am I? Adonija clung to the horn of this, hoping Solomon wouldn't kill him. Hmm. What has horns? <laughs> if you have heard, if you heard that as the first, and was built by Noah. <laughs> <laughs> if you heard that as the first clue, would you have gotten it right? Yes. Okay. See, I'd have been like, "What?" <laughs> the Noah one would have thrown me if it was the only yes. clue I had. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I know this story. The next, the next clue really gives it story. away, though. The next clue really gives it away. Yeah, it's related to it. It's actually connected to the um, cities of refuge. Oh, I love the I love the, that what they did there with the cities of refuge. It's, it's a great, really great yeah, thing to do. I was about to say awesome. theory, but it's not a theory. It's a what is it? A uh, it was part of the constitution. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you had the cities of refuge. Adonijah couldn't make it to a city of refuge, and so this was his other option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, fleeing and. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, anyway. Lyle, we have some really big, big news to share with our listeners. I have some really great, exciting, groundbreaking. I'm just so happy about this news. We've been sitting Earth on it for a while. Shattering. Yes, the whole world will quite well, maybe not the whole world. But yeah, this is really great news. Faith FM has been working on something behind the scenes. The breakfast show has. The breakfast show, yes. And we've just been able to launch it today. So we would like to share something special with our mm-hmm, listeners. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell them or do you want me to tell them? Mm-hmm. You tell them. Okay. Because okay, this okay. is your hard work. <laughs> this is Mon's initiative, Mon's hard work. Mon put everything God, into please. this. Mon no, organized the whole thing. God, so glory to God. Glory to God. Guess what, everyone? Faith FM Breakfast Show has a YouTube channel. Woohoo! We're loving it. So you can jump across to our YouTube channel now as well as our Instagram, our Twitter, and our Facebook. The good thing about YouTube, Lyle, is that people don't have to have a YouTube account to use YouTube. YouTube. Yep. Unlike Instagram, you have to have an Instagram account or you have to have a Facebook account or you have to have a Twitter account with YouTube. There's a whole world it. right there. Yep. Just jump on there. Check it all out. Mm-hmm. So every day we upload new videos and uh, we've already got a couple of people like commenting and watching our shows. Um, so we've been videoing, taping on my phone, particularly the question of the day segments, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually our most popular segment, I want to say. People love uh, calling up, asking questions, sending in texting questions and uh, and they're very always, always very appreciative of the answers. And so um, they always want a copy of it particularly as well. Sure. And uh, because we're still yet to uh, get into podcasting, we are, we've now put them all on YouTube. So we have, I think, already about 30 episodes up online right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and every day there'll be another episode uh, going up on our YouTube. So jump across to our YouTube. If you go to YouTube and search for Faith FM, um, uh, you can scroll down and you find ours. And because uh, there's a couple of one, like there's a couple of Faith FMs from America and that kind of a thing. But you'll see ours. Ours is the one that has 30 videos with Lyle's beautiful face on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit scary, <laughs> but yeah, jump on there. I think I think you know you know what, Mon. What we need to do this. Mm. Okay, so this is how it works between TV and radio. Okay, people want to hear a man, mm-hmm. and they want to see a woman. Hey, 
well, that's what research shows. Well, so maybe we should flip this around. Maybe you should do the questions <laughs> of the days, and I should read them, and I can then hide behind and people can see a pretty face. Yeah. Know? So, so I'll like mouth, and you'll speak for <laughs> no, me. Is that how you want to no, talk? No, 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 no. <laughs> you answer the questions of the day, and. Uh, I'm pretty sure you do a much better job of answering the Q of the Ds. People and I shouldn't say that. That's not, a, that's not a, uh, a blanket rule by any stretch of the imagination. But there is re- some significant research out yeah. there that does indicate that uh, in media, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a, that's a that's Yeah, a it is true. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so what? It doesn't, you know, nothing bad about that. But, yeah, it's true. I think, I think people would much rather see you on YouTube than me. No, I don't know. Like right now I'm sitting here in my gym clothes to <laughs> work out. <laughs> but, yeah, if you search for Faith FM Australia, you'll actually to get the top three results on YouTube is um, is uh, stuff uh, relating to us. But the third result, Danny, you actually see is a channel and uh, Faith of M Australia, and that's us. So, yeah, Positively Different Radio is now online on YouTube. Check us out. So, yeah, and do you know what? Hey, Keep our YouTube channel, channel in prayer. May it grow yeah, and expand yeah, exactly. and uh, become a massive uh, YouTube sensation. Because, you know, we at the moment we have the capacity share to Jesus do... share Jesus with the world. Yeah, at the moment we have a capacity to reach the world through TuneIn app because people on any any corner of the planet can listen to TuneIn mm-hmm. app as long as they have, you know, Wi-Fi. But YouTube, they can access... Twenty four seven, the same segments. Um, That's right. And uh, and a lot of a lot more people are using YouTube than they are using the TuneIn app. And uh, there's plenty of ministries out there who exist solely on YouTube, and they just um, you know, upload sermons and segments and Bible studies. Yeah. And they have an incredible success. Uh, so yeah, if you're one of our, our loyal listeners, uh, which I hope you all are, please check out our, our Faith FM channel. And uh, and you know what? Like, subscribe, share it. You know, send links to your friends. Make comments on them as well, because all that activity helps uh, it to be seen by other people. And just to give you an idea of what we're up against, yesterday I shared the first ever. Um, you, Faith FM YouTube episode, and I shared it to our Facebook page, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, Shell, one of our producers, she clicked on it and she sent me a screenshot of what happened. So she could see on the screen the video of Lyle talking about the Sabbath, but directly underneath it was like an advertisement for another YouTube video by a different channel. And it literally said, this is why Saturday is not the true Sabbath. <laughs> and their content was all, you know, it was, it was falsehoods. It was apostasy. It was lies. And so we need to have a voice in this, in this uh, yeah. social media realm. Um, so please do help us by sharing, subscribing, liking, commenting. Absolutely. Bring it on. And, uh, of course, you know, one of the great things that we, uh, that we do here is we support the JOMO movement. Yep. Jomo, the joy of missing out, the mm-hmm. joy of being digitally disconnected. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit hard to do that and to have a social media presence because, you know, people need to be a member of Facebook. If you're going to follow us on Facebook, you need to be a member of Instagram. If you're going to follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. you need to be a member of Twitter. If you're going to, you, need, you need to be digitally connected yep. to be a part of the digital side of Faith FM. Well, now you don't. That's right. You can be digitally disconnected. You can cut off all of those accounts. And you can still follow us there on YouTube. Yep, that's it. Which is, uh, you know, it does not require membership or an account or anything like that. It's not going to you know, send you notifications and mm-hmm. be constantly pushing stuff at you and, you know, all just of those little temptations that actually create addiction. You can yep. just go and look us up, follow it, yep. you know, and... Uh, watch a few episodes and switch it off. Watch a few episodes next week. Make some comments. Good. Make yeah. some comments. Yeah. 
Okay, this is a great thing. So we need to um, may it grow and expand and be a blessing in yes, the world. Yes, keep it in prayer, guys. Big news. We'll be talking about it all this week. I think we've got little little plugs throughout the week sharing our new victory um, that we're on YouTube. Acts chapter 21 is where we are up to, verse 23 to 26. Okay, that says, here's what we want you to do. We want you to go to YouTube and... Oh, no, wait, we're sorry. <laughs> that was the Bible according to Monica. <laughs> Here's what we want you to do. I say, what translation is that? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Here's what we want you to do. We have four men here who have completed their vows. Go with them to the temple and join them in the purification ceremony, paying for them to have their heads ritually shaved. Then everyone will know that the rumors are all false and that you yourself observe the Jewish laws. As for the Gentile believers, they should do what we already told them in a letter. They should abstain from eating food offered to idols, from consuming blood or the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. Okay, so this is interesting because if we go back uh, up a couple of verses, we find that you know the, the Jerusalem elders had expressed their concerns that you know Paul's reputation amongst the local Jewish believers, um, who were you know obviously zealous about you know being Jewish and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, had been informed that he was teaching the Jewish converts who lived abroad to forsake Moses, to get rid of Moses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he was telling them not to circumcise their children or to observe you know, any Jewish customs or traditions or culture or anything like that. This was the reputation that Paul had. Yeah. They knew that this was not true, but they also knew that something public like this, you know, in other words, doing a, a Nazarite vow, would allay the fears of the local population. You know, far more, you know, actions speak louder than words. This was, this was the, the thought that they're having here at this particular point. And like, hey, go and do this thing. It's a Jewish thing. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, go through this, this, this purification, this, this, this cleansing ritual. It's a, it, it's, it's a great ritual. It's not something that God, you know, requires. It's not something that you and I do, Mon. But there's there's nothing wrong with it, okay. Um, and and it will demonstrate, you know, through your actions that you haven't gotten rid of you know everything that is to be a Jew. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so this was a special act of piety um, through which a Jewish person would consecrate themselves to God. Okay, and it involved, you know, um, shaving head, shaving head, and going to the temple and going through a uh, a ritual cleansing process. There are a lot of things in Jewish culture and religion that are not found in the Bible, but that doesn't necessarily make them wrong. Tradition is not necessarily wrong just because it's tradition. We need to make this clear. Tradition is wrong when you teach it at the same level as Scripture. Yes. Yep. True. Okay, so if you if you have a tradition that um, on Friday evening to start the Sabbath you sing, pray, and eat sweet baked goods, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. instance, and that's your family tradition, there is nothing wrong with that. If you then come along and say this is biblical, every person must do and eat the same things on Friday evening as I do. Then that's where it comes in as being especially wrong. when you then make a salvation and say if you don't yeah, do it you're lost. Yeah. Yeah. And so there were lots of things that Jewish people did. This was actually you know the Nazarite vow was it you know it was it was something that uh, was in the Bible that was an option for Jewish people to do. It wasn't a part of the um, you know it was it was just there. 
um, as something that they could uh, they could do as a uh, a way of expressing their consecration to God. And so the Jewish leaders like Paul just be politically correct and uh, show that you know okay you you teach against circumcision or the necessity of circumcision I should say um, and obviously the ceremonial law. And because of that, you know, reputation has come back. People thinking, okay, he's against Moses. He's trying to get rid of Moses, which was just very, very far from the truth. They knew it was far from the truth. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it ends up with Paul in the temple, and that does not go well for him. Okay, so how in our attempts to be relevant, yeah, how can we be careful not to make this kind of mistake? Because it, it, it wasn't a good idea. I guess we need to look at the Ten Commandments, right? And realize that those are the laws that God sent. Mm-hmm. And that everything else isn't necessarily a law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course the Ten Commandments are very broad and, and all-encompassing. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, need to, we need to be careful that we look at them within the context of how Jesus looked at the Ten Commandments, which is not just the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. You know, because yeah. the, the spirit of the law holds a much higher standard than the letter of the law. And here's a funny thing. When people talk about the spirit of the law, like, oh, yeah, yeah, but the spirit of the law, the spirit of the law, you know, you're just following the letter of the law. And the implication is that the spirit of the law somehow is more lax. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. What? <laughs> Since when did the spirit of the law make the law more lax? You know, the letter of the law says thou shalt not kill. The spirit of the law says thou shalt not hate. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the letter of the law says thou shalt not commit adultery. The spirit of the law says thou shalt not last. Yeah. It's, it's, have you read the, the Decalogue chapter in, um, in uh, Patriarchs and Prophets? Wonderful book. You should all get a hold of it. And there's a chapter in there where it talks about the spirit of the law, and it just it just lays open what it re- what these what the what the what the letter of the law really mm, means, mm, mm. and what how God wanted us to behave. You know when we obey the laws, and it is just one of the most <laughs> humbling experiences to realize that you thought you were keeping the Ten Commandments, but you definitely weren't because you know you were murdering in your heart or committing adultery in your heart or just the sin that's the hidden sins of the heart. It's just so much more intense than um than just you know not running around not killing people so sure absolutely yeah. okay so mon let me ask you about this then what about if somebody is practicing something that has pagan origins yeah does that make it in and of itself wrong no oh. because although i don't You're believe say that yeah, because although really I don't, gonna go there. I totally am. <laughs> <laughs> because although I don't believe in evolution as a creative process, mm-hmm. creation process, I do believe that um, our practices evolve, and you know everything. Our food evolves, our language evolves. Um, you know, stuff evolves for humans, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and things change. Things absolutely. change. Meaning. The exactly. Meaning of change. Exactly. And uh, and something that you know thousands of years ago might meant something. Uh, will be completely lost to us now. It has a completely different meaning. And I think people get caught up in like... Okay, so the, I'll give you an example. Of I, I, actually, I actually agree with you on this. I'll give you an example of it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the cross has become a symbol of Christianity. That's right. The cross used to be one of the most powerful pagan symbols that there was in existence. This but, was a yeah. symbol of duality. Um, you know the the force the dual forces of the universe the the intersection of good and bad it was a symbol of fertility and sexuality and mm-hmm. you know divinity was at the center of the cross 
and uh, that was you know where where you've got um, you know the the, the 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 vertical was the sun and the horizontal was the earth. So you got sexual union between the sun and the earth, and you go, you go on and on and on talking about the cross. But if I show somebody the average person a cross on the street today, are they going to go, oh, pagan? No way! It's There's like very very few people yeah. that have any idea that that was once a pagan symbol. It's by like the way, this was Christian the whole symbol. point with the cross. Yeah, this was why Satan hung Jesus on a cross. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Was because it was like one of his most powerful symbols of his universe, of his religion, of what he stood for. And he's like, you know, I'm going to kill God on my symbol as a demonstration of my power. And Jesus turns around and is like, yeah, go for it. I mean, watch, watch what happens. Watch, watch what happens to your symbol. It's you're going to lose it today. That's it. That's it. And he lost it that day and became a symbol of of you know Christianity. Doesn't even isn't like even the the word Christian wasn't that initially like a mockery like it was a, a, like a yeah a, a, you know something that they got called names by the called well you're a Christian and uh, and the, you know what that actually makes great sense let's call ourselves Christians yep. so yeah just because Owned something it. has an origin in um you know you know in, in in I guess in a negative way doesn't mean that it can't be changed to a positive so okay all right well let me let me throw a, a another scenario at you then go on um. The whole concept that we've been talking a little bit about during question time, and we've got more question about it, another question about it today. Mm-hmm. The whole concept of Sunday. Yeah. Now Sunday is a pagan holiday; always has been. Um, it was instituted in in you know in honor of the sun, which was seen as the most powerful of all the gods, the most powerful force that there was in nature. I think I know where you're going. But Predates yes. Christianity, uh-huh. and of course, it wasn't until paganism invaded Christianity mm-hmm. that Sunday become a became a part of of the Christian church. Does so why mean- did why did we happily transfer Christmas across but yeah. not Sunday worship. Uh, Is that what you're asking me? I wasn't actually going to go there, but (laughs) now you've raised it. Now you've raised it. Because Christmas and Easter, they all have pagan roots. Absolutely. (laughs) Deeply pagan. Christmas, December 25, the birthday of the god Tammuz. Indeed. Well, let me tell you why I... Celebrated for thousands, well, probably probably millennia Uh or more before the time of Christ. Yeah. Well, let me tell you why I celebrate Christmas and Easter and I don't keep Sunday as the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's because within the Ten Commandments, there's no commandment. It's not, it's not, the Eleventh Commandment is not thou shalt not keep Christmas or Easter, just in case you hadn't noticed. Yep. Uh, whereas, so, that, so it's a tradition. It comes under tradition then, right? Uh-huh. And the traditions have changed. Yeah. You know, whether or not it was some dude named Tammuz who I'm guessing hardly anybody knows about. If you walk out in the street right now and do a little survey and be like, what's Christmas all about? They're like, it's the birth of Jesus. Even, even people who don't, Believe in Christianity, you know that. Oh yeah, that's what it's supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Even though, and they're not going to know. Buddhists, Hindus, right? Muslims, yeah. everybody yeah. in the world over knows what Christmas is about. Yeah, but stepping away from tradition in the Ten Commandments, the I Fourth if, Commandment. I bet if you did that one time, you would hit a history buff and you go, "Oh, Tammuz, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the son yeah, of Nimrod. Yeah, <laughs> some, just your luck. <laughs> some history geek. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, stepping away from tradition, uh, which is you know what tradition, uh, what Christmas is and Easter, uh, you have the Ten Commandments. You have the Fourth Commandment, which clearly says keep Saturday, uh, the seventh day of the week, holy as the Sabbath. Mm, so okay. that's the difference for me. Yeah, a big difference right there. Yeah. When it's a part of the eternal constitution of the government. Of that's God, it. That's it. That does make a, a a significant difference. And I shouldn't just say that's a difference for me because I don't want it to be like that's my truth as I've experienced. Like that is absolute truth. So yeah. Let me just retract that for me part. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Mon. Yeah. There you go. I like that. All right. So what happens? Let's go to Acts twenty-one, and let's read verse twenty-seven. 
Acts 21.27, the seven days were almost ended when some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul in the temple and roused a mob against him. There you go. He nearly got away with it. He's there every day for seven days. He nearly pulled it off. Uh Uh-huh. They grabbed him yelling, men of Israel, help us. This is the man who preaches against our people everywhere and tells everybody to disobey the Jewish laws. He speaks against the temple and even defiles this holy place by bringing in Gentiles. For earlier that day, they had seen him in the temple with Trophimus, Trophimus, a Gentile from Ephesus, and they assumed Paul had taken him into the temple. The whole city was rocked by these accusations and a great riot followed Paul followed suit. Paul was grabbed and dragged out of the temple and immediately the gates were closed behind him. As they were trying to kill him, word reached the commander of the Roman regiment that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Oh, what happens next? Stay tuned.
words will quickly mend The friendship past I thought was lost Has one more time begun I must admit I like to watch our story on rerun So my friend, farewell for now But this is not the back guys that was Alison Brooke with Return here on Faith FM. Mon, we were reading about Paul in the yes, and, and another right. Yes, and this one is not quite as much fun as yeah, the last one. The, the Ephesus one the Ephesus one sounded uh, yeah, it wasn't the, the, nobody nobody was damaged in the Ephesus one, but there's a yeah, Paul gets beaten up in this yeah, one. Yeah, they're literally trying to kill him now. Yeah, this is this is nasty. Okay. It's interesting what happens because he's been in Jerusalem for a week. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the temple every day for a week as a part of this whole purification process. However, um, you know, having having been there for this period of time, he obviously has not lived or worked or done anything significant in Jerusalem for many many years because it's not until Jewish people from Asia, yeah. where he'd been ministering, actually mm-hmm. turn up. Well, I guess he's still in Asia, but. Um, uh, not what they called Asia at that particular time. And so, you know, they've come down from Turkey and they are the ones who recognize him because the locals, they no longer recognize this guy. You know, he grew up amongst them. He was educated amongst them. He was a uh, a star amongst them. And they've pretty much forgotten who he is and what he, what he looks like. Do, do you reckon they, like, they did it sort of, oh, I want to say, like, do you reckon they came specifically to to end him? The Bible seems to indicate they just happened to be there. Okay. And happening to... It's, it's possible that they followed him down because, you know, it wouldn't have been hard to figure out where Paul was going, what he was doing, and that kind of thing. It's, there's every possibility they followed him down there to stir this up. You know, arrived a week later, it's like, okay, where is he? Ah, oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's hanging out with a Gentile. Ah, oh, we found him in the temple. Must have had that Gentile in the temple. Therefore, we'll uh, we'll beat him up for that and we'll accuse him of that and all of Jerusalem will get stirred up all over it. Yeah, because the Bible does mention that they were presumptuous about what he was, that he was doing with a yeah, Gentile Yeah, they'd, the they'd temple. seen a Gentile in the city, not the temple. So so was it not, you were not allowed to bring Gentiles into the temple? Is that how it was back then? Yeah, there was a court for the Gentiles where Gentiles could come and worship. But unless you were actually circumcised, you couldn't go into the uh, courtyard. So even though they so Alexander the Great worshipped in the temple, okay, but not in the courtyard of the temple, in the courtyard of the Gentiles. So there was a place. Oh, was a, there was a place okay. for uncircumcised people to go and worship. So you know how we discussed circumcision at length um, the other week. Uh, so even though they changed their stance on that, they still have to worship in a separate section. Because, well, it was because the that was the Christians. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, the yeah. Christians who changed their, their stand and, on that. But, but when they went to worship, because the Christians because they, still went they, to worship at the same temple, right? Or did they not? Because they didn't know to do, they didn't know to do sacrifices, did they? This is an interesting discussion, and it seems that after the time of, you know, after Jesus' death, it did take some time for a lot of the Jewish practices to filter their way out that were yeah. part of the ceremonial law. Mm-hmm. So Jewish people who are coming to Christ would often continue a lot of the, uh, it seems, you mm-hmm. know, we don't have anything solid in the Bible about it, of course, but it seems that there were Jewish people who did continue uh, various elements of the ceremonial law for some time after the, uh, um, the death of Christ. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, I was thinking, like, wouldn't Christians have automatically been like, all right, don't need to do that anymore. 
and thereby stopped using the temple and not needing to go into different sections. But I guess... Yeah, it was an understanding of Scripture mm-hmm. that grew over time. Paul was one of the ones who had a major impact in... Um, you know, highlighting the changes that had taken place with the Christian church mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the end of the ceremonial law. Not mm-hmm. the end of the Ten Commandments, but the end of the ceremonial law. And, uh, you know, you can imagine a Jewish person that, you know, you, well, you know you know how it is with any kind of yeah, change kind of that you make. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that happens overnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, let me get back to reading about this, this riot because I'm sure it'll itching to know what oh, happened. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, mm, let me take it back one verse. Does Paul survive? Let me rewind five seconds. As they were trying to kill him, word reached the commander of the Roman regiment that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. He immediately called out his soldiers and officers and ran down among the crowd. When the mob saw the commander and the troops coming, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commander arrested him and ordered him bound with two chains. He asked the crowd who he was and what he had done. Some shouted one thing and some answered another. Since he couldn't find out the truth in all the uproar and confusion, he ordered that Paul be taken to the fortress. As Paul reached the stairs, the mob grew so violent, the soldiers had to lift him to their shoulders to protect him. And the crowd followed behind shouting, kill him, kill him. These guys have these guys have They're really insane. lost it, They're haven't just, they? They've just got like a bloodthirst right now. Yeah. Uh, of course, it was a, um, you know, in, under Jewish law, it was a capital punishment to take a, a Gentile into the temple. Oh, really? And so if they believe that this is what he's actually done, mm-hmm. and of course, Paul had a reputation. He was, well, he was a well-known individual, you know, particularly up in uh, Turkey, Asia. Mm-hmm. He arrives here in Jerusalem. You can understand why it would be easy to inflame a mob against yeah. him. Yeah. He's always been a little bit controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, if you then can make the accusation that he's had Gentiles in the temple, then it, you know, and, and nobody's actually probably going to stop and question that. Like, yeah, he's a troublemaker. He's made yeah. trouble everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 just just kill this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the whole mob mentality then takes uh-huh. over. Mm-hmm. And you know how that goes. We yeah. see that happen again and again. You know, mob mentality. You find people doing things that they would never, never ever yeah. normally mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But you get a group of people together, and suddenly they just they they lose it. It's scary to think. Like I always think to myself, I would never be involved with mob mentality. But human nature speaks otherwise. I reckon if you stuck me in a mob, I'd I'd hate to think I'd probably end up doing whatever Wills was doing just because of that yeah. whole mob. But it's scary to think that you you sort of almost lose control of yourself, and uh, that it's possible for any of us to end up with that mob mentality. Yep. But yeah, okay, mm-hmm. let me keep reading. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating story. Don't yep. leave us right there. So he's being carried. <laughs> they're actually carried. carried, passing him from one soldier to another yeah. over he's their crowd heads. He's surfing. He's essentially crowd surfing He is. Right he is cr- <laughs> <laughs> but not the happy kind. They're like trying to stay alive. So that they can get him yeah, away from the crowd and form a barrier of soldiers, which of course was the police force in those days. Mm-hmm. The coppers have come out. They are heavily armed. They are well trained. Um, and, and the crowd is just disregarding them. Yeah, yeah. They're just trying to get through the soldiers, so that they can, and, you know. And and of course, the commander has already restrained Paul. He's no threat. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in handcuffs, um, hand and feet cuffs. You know, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they are worried now that he'll get a fair trial. That's it. This is why they are trying to kill him, is because he has been removed from their grasp. And the concern is that he will get a fair trial. He gets, he gets he's chained up and then he has a request. Yes. As Paul was about to be taken inside, he said to the commander, may I have a word with you? 
Do you know Greek? The commander asked, surprised. Aren't you the Egyptian who led a rebellion some time ago and took 4,000 members of the assassins out into the desert? No, Paul replied. I am a Jew and a citizen of Tarsus in Sicilia, which is an important city. Please let me talk to these people. The commander agreed. So Paul stood on the stairs and motioned the people to be quiet. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Let's, let's just consider that, that whole story. The commander has no idea who this guy is and yeah, assumes clearly. that he's this rebel, yep. rebel Egyptian, uh-huh. who uh, you know was a leader of assassins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and 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 so um, you know, he's like, yeah, I've got I've got a really hardcore criminal yeah. here. Yeah, he's trying he's trying like, to figure no, out why no, they're so no, upset. That's not who I'm. I'm I'm Paul of Tarsus. I'm a Roman citizen. I'm uh-huh. you know. And suddenly he's like, oh, okay. Then he needs to needs to treat this guy with a little bit of respect. That's it. And he's like, Paul's like, let me speak. Maybe I can calm them down. Yeah, and he has a little press conference right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I don't know if we're going to get through all of it. Lama, we've got 30 seconds no, left. No, I know. You're going to have to tune in tomorrow <laughs> to get the rest of the story and to find out how his press conference goes. Yeah, so he actually stands up, he stands up on the stairs. He motions to everyone to be quiet. A deep silence envelopes the crown and he addresses them in their <laughs> own language of Aramaic. And right there is where we're going to oh, leave it. Oh, what does Here he is say? the picture. Mm-hmm. You have this massive fortress on the end of the temple complex. At the top of the stairs, Paul is standing in front of a wild mob who are about to tear him limb from limb. He has been given the opportunity to speak, and that whole wild mob just goes completely silent. Imagine being there. This is Anders Fenson.
enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10am every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey, do you believe in God? Yeah. Yeah, but is God for real? Mm, yeah. No, I know you believe in God, but is He actually real to you, or do you feel that something is still missing? Sometimes. If you still have questions about God and life, then why don't you come to the Is God For Real series? Sure, where is it? It's at the Gosford Adventist Church. Begins 7pm Friday, September 7. You can get more information at isgodforreal.com.au. Sweet.
was Andrew Peterson with Love is a Good Thing here on Faith FM. And, of course, we have come to that favourite part of the day where we do question of the day. What is our question of the day, Mon? Oh, we've got a quick clue well, for the Well, let quiz. me give you the last quiz clue. What am I? This was used to make sacrifices and offerings to the Lord. 1-800-FAITH-FM. I'm sure you know what that is now. And we just want to say a quick thank you to James, who has become our first ins- uh, YouTube subscriber. Our first subscriber to our new YouTube channel. Jump on YouTube. Check out our channel, Faith of M Australia. Thanks, James. We appreciate your loyalty. Question of the daytime, Lyle. Yes. What is it? Okay. This, we're doing part two of a part of three-part series. It was a big uh-huh. question that came in. Um, this question is, what does it mean when it says Jesus fulfilled the law? Okay. That's a really good question. It's found in Matthew chapter 5. And we will go down to verse 17 where it says this. Think not or don't think that I have come to destroy the law or all the prophets. I have not come to destroy but to fulfill. For truly I say, and oh, actually I'll, I'll keep that next verse for just a moment. We'll, we'll consider this verse one at a time because we need to have context. All right, mm-hmm. so here's what you've got. You've got yep. two options with this verse. And the key is your understanding of the word fulfill. What does that actually mean? Fulfill can mean, and there are those who believe and would argue that it means that Jesus fulfilled everything that the law required, therefore we don't need to keep any of the law. Jesus has done it all, therefore you know, we, we, don't need to, we don't need to keep the law of God. And from that they then go on to say that the law of God has been done away with, Jesus brought it to an end by fulfilling what it said would you know, needed to happen. There are others who would say that Jesus fulfilled the law by keeping the law and thus setting an example for us. Okay, now there is an element of truth in both. So Jesus fulfilled the law. In other words, he kept all of the law perfectly himself. He was the perfect human being. That meant that he could give his life as a perfect sacrifice for us. However, that does not mean that Jesus did away with the law. And the reason that we understand that is because what the word fulfill is contrasted with within the passage. So the contrasting word to fulfill is the word destroy. Okay, so notice what it says here. I have not come to fulf- I have not come to destroy the law. So what is Jesus saying that he is he has not come to do? He has not come to destroy the law. No, he's going to fulfill the law. Well, the opposite of destroy is obviously to preserve, to keep, to establish. And those who try and do away with the law of God, they stop reading right there and they don't read the next verse, which says very, very simply, uh, verse 18, For truly I say unto you, till heaven and earth passes away, one jot or one tittle, that is one punctuation mark, shall in no wise pass from the law until all is fulfilled. Okay, so the Bible goes on, Jesus goes on to make it very, very clear that until heaven and earth disappears, in other words, the earth and the atmospheric heavens that surround it, until they are gone, you know, nothing's ever going to disappear from the law. So really all you need, if you want to find out, is the law of God still in place, is a window. A window? Yeah, you look out the window. Uh, is the earth still there? Yep. It's still there. Is it the is, atmosphere yeah. still there? Atmosphere is still there? Yep, the atmosphere is, atmosphere is still there. Therefore, the law of God has not been done away with. I see. It's really that simple. Okay, so if we go over and uh, there's a, uh, just, you know, the, the law of God is a major feature of the New Testament, but let me just show you 
one or two verses if I can um, in the time that we've got. Romans chapter 3 is a really good one. Why did Romans disappear out of my Bible? And (laughs) verse 31, Paul actually addresses this issue of whether or not the law has been done away with. He says, do we make void or do away with the law through faith? You know, does faith and God's grace do away with the law of God? He says, God forbid. In contrast to that, what, ha- what does he say? We establish the law. He goes on to say that without the law, he would not know what sin was. In Romans chapter 7 and verse 7, and then in verse 12, he says, Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Let me see if I can find one for you real quick in First John uh, chapter 2 and verse 4. He that says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. That's pretty simple right there. God's law is still in place. Jesus kept it perfectly as an example for us. Thanks for answering that, Lyle. If you have a question, give us a call here. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. You can ask us any question. And by the way, stay tuned. We're giving away movie tickets next. My soul the grateful voice would raise But who can sing a worthy praise Of the wonderful love of Jesus A joyful day In storms a calm in darkness light In pain a bone in weakness might Is the wonderful love of Jesus Trust for lifting when I fall In life and death my all in all Is the wonderful love of Jesus Wonderful love change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile.
Guys, that was Carly Fletcher with Seek First here on Faith FM. It's time to give away movie tickets, Lyle. Yes, movie tickets. Let's go to the movies. Movie night coming up for everybody in Victoria and Western Australia. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. The time is now to call to snap up tickets. We have four free tickets uh, for today. We have two for Western Australia and two for Victoria. So if you're in either of those states or if you have friends or family in those states that you want to treat to some movie tickets, uh, give us a call now. The tickets, of course, are for the very powerful movie from... Uh, Voice of the Martyrs, the new one, Tortured for Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, of course, I watched that movie and it was just uh, one of the most <laughs> impacting movies. It's something that every Christian needs to see. 
if you don't get free tickets here, then make sure that you buy some tickets yeah, and get they along. Sell out um, fast. Saturday the Saturday the fifteenth of September in Epping, Victoria, and Belmont, Western Australia. That's this coming uh, Saturday night. Reading cinemas this Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you don't miss it. You need to you be get, there. You can go to Eventbrite. That's the uh, website where they're selling the tickets from. Bright is B R I T E, not bright as in like light bright. Uh, but you can go to Eventbrite and search for um, Torture for Christ there, and you'll see this. This, event this pop movie up. will change your view yeah. of the world. Yeah, you will it's not a story come out, about like um, come out a different person about Pastor Wormbrandt who was tortured for his Christian beliefs and his Christian stance in a. Uh, in Romania, in communist Romania. And of course, we're playing a song uh, next after we've finished the show here now. And uh, it's called I Will Not Forget. And it was written by um, Wormrant's actual um, cellmate. Yeah, that's right. This was uh, somebody that he was imprisoned with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- th- these people were being beaten every single day mm-hmm. uh, because they prayed. You know, and they prayed every day. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and one of his um, fellow um, in prison mates wrote this particular song that you're about to listen to right now and so what I want you to do is just to listen to the words of this song imagine yourself basically naked in a cold wet damp cell being locked up and writing this song right now that you're going to hear Jesus Lord oh help me always to remember how your miracle delivered me from pain how your love has freed my captive heart forever By your grace you've always been my one defender I was dead and then you gave me life again Yes, you gave me life again
Darkness only makes him brighter. He'll make me more than a conqueror. When I fall, I will rise again. When I fall, I will rise again. When I fall, I will rise again. When I fall, I will rise again.